Welcome to the Inventory Nation podcast, a show designed to bring you the incredible voices and stories of veterinary professionals coast to coast, all while helping you to manage and control your inventory. I'm your host, Nicole Clausen, coach, advisor, and champion for veterinary teams and their inventory. Joining you live from the mountains of Montana, welcome to the show. Hello, welcome back to the Inventory Nation podcast. I am so excited you're here, as always. So excited to be back with another episode. And in this episode, I want to talk about something that's super common in vet med, right? It's probably one of the things that I see the most. And that is an overly full stock room and just way too much on hand. So that's where we're headed today. But I also wanted to share just a little bit of updates about what's going on with me, um, what's going on with VCL, and just kind of keep you in the loop. So I'm not sure when you're listening to this, but most recently, Inventory Ally launched. So that's a pro software program all about uh, managing inventory in your practice. So that launched. Um, Also, super exciting news. My nephew, who is very near and dear to my heart, he is, um, you know, three and a couple months, but he's at that age where he loves to video call me. So that is basically the highlight of my day because you know, he lives in Washington, I'm in Montana. So we get to do video chat and they have like all those fun filters. Anyways, that is just my current highlight is that we get to video chat a lot. Another fun thing is we had a new little bunny edition come in. Um, so that's been super fun to watch him kind of grow and, you know, do those cute little baby bunny things. So that's kind of what's going on here. Um, but then more kind of like an inventory sense. Um, for the rest of this year, I have planned out some really exciting, really cool content all about getting you up to speed and ready for your end of your inventory count. So we're going to be talking a lot about, you know, um, cleaning things up. Um, I'm going to have some accountants on the show. We're going to talk about end of your tax time and. I'm going to try to make it as fun as I possibly can. So, um, I'm trying, I'm going to try to make, um, you know, things like taxes and end of year accounts and key performance indicators not be so wah, wah. But so that's what's kind of coming up for the rest of this year. Looking into 2022, we have some really exciting things coming up. So that's what's happening over here. I hope you're doing well. I hope that you are hanging in there right now. I know it's kind of one heck of a hard time out there, um, but I just want you to know I'm thinking about you and, you know, I truly, truly hope that you're doing well because, you know, that's kind of super important to me, right? So then, you know, I just... Before I kind of like go into this podcast episode, I just wanted to share a couple of things that are on my heart that are not really related to inventory at all, but I wanted to share them anyways. So I just wanted to remind you, if you're listening right now, your exhaustion is valid. Your worries are valid. 
and you are doing enough. Actually, you're doing way more than enough. You're doing plenty. You are showing up every day for your patients. You're showing up every day for your team. And you're also showing up for, you know, your home life and your family, whatever that looks like. You are doing plenty. You are enough. Not only that, but you are an asset to your team. Your presence and talents are so needed and wanted. You're so valuable for what you provide every single day. Wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, I just want to remind you that you are enough. Even though it might feel isolating, even though, you know, wherever and what kind of whatever season of life that you're in right now, you are not alone. There's a lot of people cheering you on. There's a lot of people in your corner. So there is a lot of shared um, experiences with many of these feelings and emotions, right? VetMed is going through some big stuff right now. And so you are doing an amazing job. And that's really just what I wanted to share with you. I wanted to share that kind of like on my heart. And um, I hope that you'll let this sink in. And I hope that you'll give yourself more grace. And if you need to rewind the episode, listen again, because I believe in you. You are enough. You're worthy. You're valid. So with that all being said, let's hop right into this episode. So if you recall this episode, I want to talk about something that I see all the time and that is just having way too much on hand. Um, and so whenever I go into a practice, you know, whether I'm consulting, um, or even if I'm doing remote, re- hello, remote consulting together, one of the most common issues that I see is just too much on hand. And so, you know, this really can present itself in two different ways, right? So we can have an overstock of individual products and we can just have way too many different kinds of products on the shelf, right? So we can have an overstock of individual products or we just have way too many. So if you're raising your hand right now and you're thinking, oh, (laughs) that kind of sounds like me, just remember it's usually never, ever, ever malicious. It's just that many practices kind of order based upon a gut feeling or kind of, you know, oh, we've always kept seven on the shelf, so let's continue to do that. But really the key is to order based upon your practice's unique data and information of what you're actually using or selling. So I'm not sure if you've ever heard um, my story about the training that I got when I very first started managing inventory, but it basically was when you shake a bottle and it feels low, order it. And I remember standing there in the pharmacy thinking, wait, what does that actually mean, right? Like what does low mean? If you've listened to this podcast before, or if you know me, you know that I'm a numbers gal. So I like to have data and I like to have numbers. So sitting there in the pharmacy being like, oh yeah, when it's low, you can order it. That really didn't click well with my brain. And so just as I've talked with more and more veterinary professionals over the years, I found that to be very, very common. And so I bet right now, If you ask each team member what low means for 
for a particular product, you're probably going to get a different answer for each person. So it's really important that we kind of really truly quantify what low means so that we can order based upon what we're actually going to use. But that's kind of another story for another day. But just kind of like as you're thinking about like what does overstock mean, we're looking at it through the lens of how much we're actually using or selling. So now in today's episode, I really want to focus on why that actually matters. Does having too much on hand really affect us? And you might be thinking or feeling that we you know, if we have plenty on hand, that's great because that means we can treat our patients. Yes, that's true mostly, right? We want to have a reasonably enough amount on the shelf um, so that we can treat our patients, but we don't want to be overstocked. So it's really important that we kind of find this happy medium in this balance line. I know sometimes it's a very thin, razor thin line, but kind of part of the fun, if you will, of managing inventory is just learning where that line falls for your particular practice. And so there are often times when I'm doing an audit or analysis of a practice's inventory, I'll find some products that have a one, two, or even a three-year supply on the shelf. You know, it could be maybe it was purchased on promotion, maybe it was required to buy in a large size, or maybe it was purchased using a gut feeling rather than historical sales data, right? It can be from a number of different reasons, but with all that being said, all of a sudden you have way more than you would ever use in a year, two, or even three. And then on top of that, usually it's never just one product. It's often groups of products or multiple items throughout the practice. So, and I want to stop again here and just reinforce the idea that if this sounds familiar, if this sounds like you, don't feel like you're alone, right? This is a very common experience in vet med. I did it when I first started, right? I had no idea what low meant or how much I should order. Really, none of those things had been taught to me. So, you know, if you're feeling like this is you, just hang in there because A, it will get better. And then B, you're super not alone. So just wanted to throw that out there before I continue. So, Let's go back and ask our question. Why does this even matter? Wouldn't that mean that we have plenty to treat our patients, quote unquote, just in case? So when we have an overstock of inventory, how does that truly impact our practice? So first and foremost, it's often one of the biggest reasons I see for high cost of goods. So a lot of times when I go into a practice and I'm, they're like, you know, we have really high cost of goods. We can't figure out what's going on. We don't seem to be ordering very much. And maybe it's at a couple products have a ton on the shelf, or there's just so many different products to choose from, right? So If a bunch is ordered, then it's usually paid for within the month on the statement, but then that revenue won't be generated on the item for months or even years to come. So if you're paying for an item, but it's just sitting on the shelf, not selling or generating a revenue, that means that the dollar bills are literally being tied up on the shelf. 
So you'll hear kind of the term like cash flow, right? So when our cash flow is tied up on inventory, that means the dollar bills are just sitting on the shelf rather than being invested in your team in you know, team raises, new equipment, or really a gazillion other possibilities. So one of the things that's a very hot topic right now is providing you with a wage that's livable and commiserate, I think that's the right word, with what y'all go through every day, right? And so if we have a ton of inventory on the shelf and we have a ton of cash tied up in that inventory, that means that those dollar bills are sitting on the shelf rather than going to those wages. So, you know, that's a huge impact right then and there. So now y'all know that I love to compare inventory management with grocery shopping. So I'm coming at you with another grocery shopping example. So let's say that you go to Costco. I love going to Costco, but sometimes the bulk deals can get carried away. And so let's say they're having like a 3% off sale on laundry detergent. And so you buy, quote unquote, a bunch. But let's say you aren't really sure how much you use in a month and you think, eh, I think this is what I use, but you aren't really sure. So you buy six extra jugs just in case. But because of that, you blew almost your entire grocery or household budget for the month. So you couldn't get as many groceries as you'd like. Then all of a sudden, maybe your son needs new sneakers and you're like, well, whoops. Or maybe your dog, like, does dog things and they need to, you know, have an emergency trip to the vet. You know, something happens, right? So then let's say you get home and it takes, and all that laundry detergent takes up way more room than you'd expect. You barely have room for any of your cleaning products, right? It's just like, you know, I don't know what it is about Costco, probably because it's a giant building, but it oftentimes looks fairly like normal size in the store. And then all of a sudden you get home and you're like, what? That was way bigger than what I expected. So then week after week, you kind of look at all these massive jugs of laundry laundry detergent, wishing you hadn't bought so many so you could afford your groceries for that month, something nice for yourself, or one of those things, you know, that just kind of pops up. So it just sits there month after month, and you don't use nearly as much as you thought. So the same thing goes for our inventory. When we purchase so much of a particular product, that means that our cash flow is tied up in that particular inventory item rather than in really important things. You know, maybe products that are actually going to sell well. Maybe it's, you know, hiring a new team member. Maybe it's, you know, for a sign-on bonus for a new veterinarian, you know, whatever that looks like for your particular practice. Now, think about that for a whole category of items or a bunch of different products on your shelf. You can probably imagine how quickly it really starts to add up when you have product after product after product. You know, one example I can think of is, um, you know, when we are special ordering for a patient, right? And we kind of like, you know, buy, not really like a bunch, but we buy some extra because, you know, we know that they're going to come in and get that. They're regular customers or something like that. They're always coming in and, you know, then the dog passes away, unfortunately, 
But now we have all of this extra special order on the shelf because we kind of kept it just in case. So then, you know, as we had great intentions, but now the dog no longer needs it, the family no longer needs it. And so we're stuck with all of that inventory still on the shelf. So that's, you know, another kind of common example I can think of. Um, another one is, um, you know, let's say that there's a really great promotion on a product, right? You've never brought it in before. One of your doctors is so excited about it. There's a ton of reach, great research about it. You know, you do a lunch and learn. Everyone's super excited. You kind of bring it in and then it gets forgotten about, right? And then it just kind of sits on the shelf, you know, with our cash flow tied up. Anytime you see bottles of inventory just sitting on the shelf, just imagine dollar bills. And so that's what we mean when we say like cash flow is tied up in inventory. So now there's also the case where it just totally dilutes our reorder points. And so what I mean by that is let's look at an example. Let's say that you have seven different kind types of joint supplements. So one month, all of the doctors completely rave about product A and it's flying out the door faster than you can keep it in stock. Now you're probably on the verge, if not actually running out of it all the time. So you're just going through this product like water, right? Like every single room it gets prescribed for or recommended for, you know, so it's just, you know, going out the door like wild. Now, your six other products are just sitting there on the shelf, collecting dust and tying up dollars. So this might go on for a month or two. So you really start stocking up so you don't run out, right? So we're like, oh, I know the doctors are in love with this particular product. I want to make sure that I have enough so that we don't run out. And that's, you know, way more than what you would stock on a normal time. Then all of a sudden, maybe, you know, um, some new reachers comes out, maybe a new opinion kind of comes out, but all of a sudden they switch to loving a different joint supplement, you know, product D. Then they start recommending product D at every single appointment. It's flying off the shelf, but you were a little late to the party as the inventory manager and you've already ran out for a day or two before anyone ever told you. You still thought they were going through product A like water. So then you start stocking up on product D, but you still have a product, a ton of product A that's now out of favor. So now we're going through product D like crazy, but we have a ton of product A still on the shelf that will just sit there, tying up cash and waiting to be sold. So the process just repeats over and over again, likely for a bunch of different products or categories in your inventory. So when we have a ton of different options, we kind of run into this problem of over what's the right word that I'm looking for? Like there's so many choices, right? A confused mind takes no action. And I feel like that's a lot of time with our products, right? We have like so many different things. A lot of times it's hard to keep them track. So it's like, we kind of go with what everyone thinks is popular. And so then it just kind of like spirals out of control fairly quickly. So now you can probably start to imagine, um, you know, what a big impact this makes, not 
only from a monetary perspective, but it totally throws a wrench into demand forecasting and really managing inventory and planning what you're going to use and thus purchase. So what does this actually mean for you? So I invite you to put on your curiosity hat and start looking through your inventory for products or categories that might have a lot of different products. If you see a lot of products like five different types of flea and tick prevention or seven different types of urinary foods or even a bunch of bottles on the shelf, start getting your brain used to thinking and being curious about how much of this am I actually using or selling? So um, just a couple days ago, and prior to me recording this episode, we had a really fun um, webinar for free that, um, you know, that I hosted. And we talked about what's called a root cause analysis. And you might have heard me talk about it on the show before. Um, but basically, a root cause analysis gets us to th- start thinking about the root cause of a problem rather than just addressing the symptoms. And so how I kind of see the show up is actually on our webinar that we were doing, we were talking about expiration dates, right? So one of the red flags that maybe you need to evaluate your inventory system is if you have a lot of things expiring. And so, you know, with that being said, looking at, you know, maybe if just saying like, oh, I think we should, you know, start tagging our expired products better, you know, that might be addressing a symptom, right? But maybe that's not the root cause. If we take it one step further and say, okay, we're having all these products expire, why is that happening, right? And so we come back to this thing of maybe you have way too much on hand. So having too much on hand can really start to be the root cause of a lot of different symptoms, per se, that start showing up in your inventory, right? You have a lot of products expiring. You have a lot of things running out. You know, it seems counterintuitive, but if you, you know, think about the example I just shared with having a bunch of different things, if there's so many different options, it's hard to keep up all those options straight. And so you might actually end up running out. If you're having high cost of goods, if you're having theft, if you're having all of these issues, it kind of comes back to, do I have way too much on hand? So it really can affect us in a lot of different ways. So just as an inventory manager, as a practice owner, wherever, whatever level you're at in, um, you know, in the inventory journey in your practice, just kind of start training your brain to think, if you see a lot of something, think, how much am I actually using or selling? You know, and you can even take this process one step further. And this is one of the things that I do a lot of times for my clients is I'll actually calculate on their overstock product, how many months they have left on the shelf. You know, so you know how much I love action steps. So to end this episode, I have two for you. So we're going to start with the first one. So first step is you're going to take one of your flea and tick preventions in the smallest size, right? Usually the five or 10 pound size and count how many you have in stock. 
Once you've kind of counted how many you have in stock, next, go to your practice management system and see how many you sell on average each month. Then you can take the number that you have on hand and divide that by the average number of doses you sell per month to see how many months you have on hand. So if maybe if you're driving or maybe if you're not at a great place where you can kind of, you know, write this down or think about this calculation, I just wanted to share one just really quickly with you. So let's just say, for example, that we have a flea and tick prevention, um, the five to 10 pound size, and, you know, we have to buy in uh, the 10 pack. So we have 60 doses. Then we go to our practice management system and we found that we sell on average of four doses per month, let's just say. So we take our 60 that we have on the shelf and then we're going to divide that by four and that gives us 15. So that means that we have 15 months supply on hand for this particular product. So we have almost, we have over a year's worth of stock, right? And so if you can think, oh, I paid for this in month one, but I'm not done selling it in month 15, just imagine if those products started to add up and how much cash you start to have, um, you know, tied up um, in your inventory. So. The next action step is the latest free guide that I put together is coming out very soon, depending on when you're listening to this. And it's all about how to evaluate products you have on your shelf to see if it's truly worth it to keep it on, you know, in your inventory or if it's just sitting there tying up cash. So this will be a free guide. It's going to have a worksheet. It's going to have a video lesson. I'm super excited about it. So if you want to be one of the first to download it, send me a message on Instagram. My Instagram is at veterinary care logistics. I know kind of a mouthful. So it's at veterinary care logistics and send me a message with the word overstock. And as soon as the guide is live, I'll send you a copy. And then you can download it, you can use it to evaluate products in your inventory, and you're off and running for the races. So that's what I had for this episode of the Inventory Nation podcast. I truly enjoy that you listening. I always love sharing different things about inventory with you, and I truly appreciate you listening. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and just remember, you matter. You're valuable. You're important. You make the world go round. Even if you're an inventory manager and you're not on the floor anymore, you're not treating patients, you are still incredibly valuable. Don't forget that. So that's what I have for you this week. I hope you have a great day, a great week, and I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Inventory Nation podcast and spending your time with me. I know your time is valuable and in short supply, so it truly is an honor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe or leave a review. Be sure to visit vetlogic.co slash podcast to access the show notes and discover additional links and resources. 
See you next time. 